Is this thing on? Kafkian Carving Show, brought to you by Doug and Alec. Today we're going to be talking about everything that interests us, woodcarvers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. You'd think they get better. <laughs> well, you know. Well, let's uh, let's just you know give give them what they came for. The dad joke. A, of the week. <laughs> A whale went to her doctor for her yearly checkup. When she got to the office, it was extremely busy, and she was taken to her appointment very late. I'm so sorry about your weight, said the doctor. That's okay, said the whale. I've always been this big. Oh, my goodness. I can't even venture to chuckle, except for how, how bad that is. Uh, well, wow. our uh, coffee today is brought to us by Jerome and Lana, or Lena. And uh, mine is in a thermos because, you know, last time with Alec and his technical difficulties, I had drunken it all before the podcast. So she's piping hot. There you go. And it is uh, from the, uh, the French uh, Maison de Maxwell. Oh, good. Do you know the Maison de Maxwell? Yes, yes, I'm very familiar. I've been there many times. Yes. Yes. Well, it's a, it's a decaf from the uh, the Maison de Maxwell. Ah, oh, good. Yes. Very, very, very lame, but it's decaf. Right. We're recording at night, and I I can't drink coffee at night no more. I'm yeah. done. I'm out. Really? I've been up. Yep. It's uh, really playing games with me. Huh. So, unfortunate. It must be my age. Old man can't drink caffeinated coffee after supper. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't like to drink a lot of coffee before too late. So I'm the same way. Um, this, is a, this is Allegro. This is a, uh, I think it's a medium roast Allegro. I guess they, it's like an Amazon deal. I've been drinking it for like the last uh, two episodes, three episodes. Yes, truth, yes. Be to, truth be told, it too is a decaf. Ah! I'm a little embarrassed, just... but... This is made by the Sabbath company that you mentioned earlier then? No, this one is, uh, this is just, so Allegro, I think is actually, yeah, that's the, the maker. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know where it comes from, but it's good. It's a, the best decaf I've had. And uh, yeah, it's a little expensive, but not too bad. Well, that's what uh, these people are just kicking in their, in their coffee money just to get you the finest brands like, <laughs> just straight from the grocery store <laughs> yeah it's like eleven dollars for what is it i don't know like a couple pounds or something pound and a half that's not too bad right well is it artisanal because that's gonna be our topic <laughs> but we're gonna talk about later that's true but uh, anyway what have you been up to this past week buttoning up the sign of course i was mostly done but uh clear coated it and that was actually a bit of a to-do or a bit of a thing because of uh, to do. <laughs> it was very important. Um, it was a big. It was a big thing because uh, the finish I use is a. Uh, it's called Epiphanes and it's a bar spout, uh, a, a boat spar urethane, and you have to dilute it. So 
I diluted the finish and, uh, and, and basically you start with a, like a 25 or 30% dilution and then you work to a bit thicker. Um, but I started reading about it online and folks were like, no, you don't need to worry about any of that. Just basically, excuse me, you can go thin with each coat. And, uh, so just apply more coats. Yeah. So that's so what you, I did. you dilute it with the uh, mineral spirits just to get, get it to bite in the first coat or two or. Yeah, that what the well, idea is right, and and yeah, that and uh, it's well something about mineral spirits. It's mostly water, apparently. The cheaper mineral spirits. I'm learning from from the internet, from my Google searches, or at least a high percentage of uh, cheaper mineral spirits, uh, they're water. And so, the one that I purchased was made by the same company that made the finish, and they were you know, from based on reviews told to be the best, the most pure, it's actually pure mineral spirits. So kind of, uh, kind of important, I guess, to, to thinning it out. I've used other thinners with this finish before and it didn't work as well. So there's something to it. Yep. No, hopefully it, uh, it bites in nothing uglier than an outside peeling varnish. Yeah. On a sign. Have you ever seen those old signs? Oh the yeah. Old, the, old, the old ways it just looks awful. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I've no, used this good. one. I've used this one before on some chainsaw carvings, and uh, it's awesome. In fact, it's used on a giant mahogany wooden carved uh, sign in the nearest the near town, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Here, there's a there's a massive carved sign, and uh, yeah, it's done uh, refinished with epiphanes. Actually, the people who refinished it are the ones who told me about it. So, so anyway, but that's basically it uh, as far as like big big fun things it's just been a couple of small carvings here and there i did a well i shouldn't say that's it i did a, a carving for the school kept it uber simple and uh just you know called doug in a panic again trying to decide what to what to carve uh and decided to go with something uh, like a wood spirit which is something that if you know what i do you're like well of course he's probably done a thousand and, and i hadn't really done any for the school so like a front on simple wood spirit. So I did that and uh, that was fun. It's cute. And I actually, unlike uh, last time I, I talked about a carving, uh, I put up uh, this one on auction and it will be uh, on my Facebook uh, until 1230 uh, PM at the time of this release. So Friday, uh, 1230 PM. So, uh, you know, by the time you hear this, it might be over, but sorry. Anyway, that being said, uh, basically worked on this video for the school and uh i had my little hot my my buddy in today uh my young my young padawan carver who is uh he helped me with the sign last week and also this week sort of helped me around the shop a bit and did some uh carving himself I'm looking at his carving up above us and the one he's been working on and it's awesome so yeah how uh how fun that would be to uh to get in as a young kid yeah under under uh under a real carver that yep. would have been great for me. I wish I had done that. Yeah. Well, he's a talented, super talented young, young guy. He uh, took first place with his little group, this group that he led, uh, the four kids in the ice sculpture up north. So this past weekend. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to butt in before you continue on, because I got to say, when you said that uh, you gave me a call looking for ideas for your school, it's not the first time you've done that. Probably on a monthly basis now, you you uh, call in a panic <laughs> for your next project. But the, the problem is, 
I don't think even once you've ever taken a suggestion of mine. No, never, <laughs> never. once. Oh no, never that's once. not true. You Well, here's the thing. You always have great ideas and they always are like springboards to the idea I end up with, right? I don't usually do the thing you say, except for I never. can think of one instance. No, no. I was doing a good to great, which is a total uh, pirating off of Vic Hood, who is uh, wrote a book, which the name I can't remember. I'll look it up in a bit in the media portion and tell you, but uh, basically taking a bit like a not so great carving and turning it into a good carving or a great, excellent carving. And, uh, and I wanted to, Oh, sorry about that. That was weird. And I wanted to do that, but I, uh, was going to start with a carving that was already kind of crappy. And Doug said, no, that one's too good. You have to make a beginner, like a real oh, right. beginner yeah, yeah. carving. Like you have to make it not as good and then make it actually good. Right. So yeah. I, I well, no, that, that was, that was just an insult to uh, beginner carvers. <laughs> this, this crappy carving. And it was like a masterpiece for a normal person. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, I had to, uh, had to call you on that because, uh, yeah, you always ask for ideas and uh, never, never use them. Well, never use that. them. I did that. Yeah, okay. Well, there that was go. just uh, <laughs> every once in a while, but it I is see, every time uh, it is helpful. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun just to get the ball rolling, just to get your mind. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, because we start throwing ideas and you're like, well, I don't want to do that. What can I do now? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but I see you. Uh, there's some more shorter videos up on uh, YouTube as well this week that's true they're so incidental i hardly remember them as activities during the day but yeah sometimes i'll do a wood carving tip and so the last couple ones were uh related to carving the eye holes somebody said hey how do you carve the eyes like the pupil and the iris and so i showed people how to do that and then the other one was just a little tip on uh, hair like basically telling people you know try not sanding the hair that's basically those are the tips yeah no I I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the hair one at all. Is that mm -hmm. today? Yep, that's today. That's today. But uh, yeah, I did see the eye one and uh, eyes traditional proper eyes, <laughs> not those not those crappy painted eyes. They're no. traditionally carved eyes. No, what I'm doing is I'm showing people the lazy man's way of carving eyes. <laughs> Two holes. <laughs> I'll leave the advanced painting techniques to you. No, I, th I think I think it was. Uh, I took it the other way that uh, this is the proper way oh yeah right <laughs> no you know what the truth is yeah i have i have carvings here that i've tried to carve in the the eyes and i've actually gone back and put wood filler in them because i hated it so much really yeah Some, yeah they so just don't look... pop enough to me unless you so i gotta learn to get those uh get a little bit deeper <clears throat> that's always like a skin dish and then uh, then a hole in the middle and i just gotta learn to just get that get a sharper edge on the uh the outer edge of the eyeball but yeah right that's no, my problem but yeah yeah well i i'm i'm the i'm just i have a hard time with uh motivating myself to paint anything and when i have i mean i don't always like it either so i think it's a practice thing right but oh no that's what we talked about last week too the... yeah the the painting and the goofiness versus the art and you're you're right the traditional carving is carve the eyes like you can technically yeah. just wax the whole thing and you're done right so uh, I I like that too so yeah yeah but that's about it for your week yeah yeah so basically if I can't think of anything else uh, hockey has been a been a, been a big uh, like evening activity here because uh, 
one of uh friends friends of mine has a built a half size hockey rink in his backyard so that's basically the the, the best part of uh of, of winter to me at least so yeah i've been uh taking willow down to the uh the local uh conservation pond and she's off skating around with her buddies and stuff oh yeah you know uh, yeah and this is uh my son borrowed my skates a few years ago and i've never seen him since oh you looked, need to get him looked, back look look high and low for them call them up you got my skates oh i don't got your skates so you have to buy new skates but uh yeah i haven't skated for a couple of years so it'd be good to get back and uh, make myself sore you feel yeah. a burn in the back of your legs oh well really yeah it's that and then it's also my back and like my neck and we get competitive the the problem is i play hockey like maybe like 15 times a year or something like that i don't know uh, maybe more or less twice maybe twice three times a week during the the winter season so um but the guys that go out and play with us are all like i mean you know they're hitting it every day you know every other day it's like they're crazy good so that's yeah. bad for me i but really what being, it looks like, being a man we don't ease into anything either it's like no full bore right into it and, oh no full yeah i'm yeah. getting concussion <laughs> i'm getting concussed and i'm you know i'm yeah. like pe- people yeah. are concerned for me i'm getting up and my elbows don't work properly any longer so yeah that's for sure so no there's a level of competitive you just lose all sense of uh like you know self-awareness and you're screaming you know and you just yeah it's crazy but yeah no it's fun yeah yeah and we've uh, finally well, I feel I'm happy for all these backyard dads this year because uh, we've had nice cold snaps. And, uh, you know, years past, freeze thaw, freeze thaw, freeze thaw. You never had, but now, like, they, the last couple, three weeks has been, like, perfect, perfect yeah. ice right. on the ponds and the backyards and wherever you make your rink. And Yeah, it's yeah, true. It's good. Yeah. So that's it. Tell me, tell me what's been up in your world. Well, as you know, I told you I had a – took some time off last week to uh trying to use up some holidays that i had left over from last year and uh i think we talked after i did the groot the groot carving but i had also edited i made a groot uh painting uh video of me painting groot after the after the carving video just for those who are interested in that kind of uh, a video of the painting and uh boy not many are interested (laughs) but on the same hand i uh so let me start let me start right from the beginning everything we talked about last week as far as changes go in direction i have i'm the hypocrite of hypocrites from last week's episode because i think i've done just about everything i said i was going to try not to do but it's okay yeah after we talked and thought it through and uh, i mulled it over for a while and uh I turned around and said, I'm really concentrating on the bark and the faces and the entertainment type videos and stuff. And then I turned right around and did a uh, snowman basswood beginner tutorial <laughs> <laughs> because I thought, yeah, no, I don't have to focus on that. I can just a week here and a week there, or a couple of days here, a couple of days. It doesn't have, yeah. everything doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know, and I can go back and forth, but I don't have to do it all in the same week. I can just take my time, work on a project for beginners, work on something for myself. Like you said, always keep something for yourself in the background. And uh, on the same hand, even a bark carving video, 
I don't have to film. I don't have to finish it. I don't have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning to finish the video. I can do a little bit the next day. Right. Just keep the camera there. Yeah. But I always have this mentality that once I start something, I'm totally committed and got to stick with it and see it through to the end, but I don't have to. So anyway, yep. the, I guess the, the truth of the matter is it was good just to talk about it and then think about it after the fact. And uh, so that's what I did. So I actually made two snowmen because the first one I didn't really like too much, but I made the snowman the one night just on my own. Yeah. And, uh, but then the tutorial was this fella here. Yeah. And that's great. Of course, this is a uh, audio, but, uh, I added, uh, external, uh, like mixed media. So like I have actual sticks for arms. I actually cut a piece of felt and made a scarf and, uh, it's kind of fun. It's yeah. very simple, but I scalloped him with a, uh, a gouge just to give him some texture. Mm -hmm. and uh no it was a it was a fun project and uh i'm glad i did it it was a, it's a nice really change. cute carving yeah and uh yeah people seem very uh appreciative that i, I gave them something to do so and there again too i truth be told if i gave a tutorial every week nobody would be able to keep up and they just get frustrated so don't have to do one every week <laughs> yep just give them a project every once in a while and uh yeah get them going so yep i did that what else did i do i did a live stream sophie and i did a live stream on my first the... live stream my first doug linker i watched oh yeah you were i, yeah, yeah. I heard your name oh yeah did you hear me making fun of you, mm -hmm. did I tease you? good yeah good i forget what we were talking about but uh i don't remember what you the... how you teased me but i think i was i think it, i commented right i think i merited unless there were more well i that's the beauty that's why i bring sophie in because i can't keep up the comments are just scrolling through and i can't keep up but uh, right. i think the only one of the times i i i remembered you that we said the carving is not done until the cleanup is done oh i didn't I catch said, that so i didn't catch the whole oh, thing. no no okay so okay so you popped in for a minute and said hi and left well, I caught, I caught a good, <laughs> what it was is I left church and between the drive to church and breakfast, I listened. So 15 minutes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But no, I said that someone was asking how, uh, how I keep the, my shop so clean or whatever. And I always said, oh. I said, you're, you're carving like every carving I do. Yeah. It's not done until I've cleaned everything up. Yeah. Completely paint stuff, vacuum stuff, whatever it's clean. And I said, uh, Right. right, Alec? That's what I said. Yeah. In the live stream. Alec yep. can learn something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's and not. Then, it's not good and it's true because Sophie Sophie piped in and said, that, yeah, that's right. Supper's not done until the dishes are done. So it's the same, hey. same idea. I like that. So, but yeah, no, so that oh, was yeah. fun. Yeah. Good. No. But, but, I, and, what else did I do? Oh, oh so, man. <laughs> are you just. <laughs> whales I've, I've been trying to do this whale and i have a whole wave wave whale boneyard this isn't even all of them i have a whole boneyard of of, of throwaway whales trying to come up with the perfect whale that you can do with just a knife and the truth of the matter is i kind of figured this morning is you can't unless you want to lay that tail down i have such a glare around the camera here you have to lay the the uh, the tail down. You can't get that nice raised tail without a a gouge or a or a bandsaw. 
So I don't know that I'm going to do it, but I'm definitely going to do a project and uh, show it. But it's kind of fun that uh, the whale that I did a couple weeks ago had that wire for the uh, spray out of the blowhole. And then Sophie gave me the idea just to make a feather stick out that's of cool. a dowel. I yeah. think that's funner. I think I it's like more that. fun. Yeah. So, so there's that. So I'm still, that's a work in progress. But then I did a green man again. I did a green man with fall colors. And uh, that was fun. This guy here. <laughs> that's super cool. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, I painted the eyes green, but I, what I for the audio, I painted the... Uh, the leaves like fall color so i have a whole variety pack of colors in there and i'm actually I, I like how the painting turned out but i'll tell you what i did do i had them all finished i took pictures i put them on instagram and i kept looking at them the next day and uh, i was up early in the morning with my coffee and looking at them again and i said something's not right so i recarved his whole face are you serious yep i cut right through all the finish and uh sunk his cheeks down give him his cheekbones up and uh give more of a separation between the uh the leaves and nice. there was a real yep there was a real line there before so i gave a real separation and uh sunk the cheeks in so that the leaves were forward or proud yep. of the face and uh no it looks yeah. good so it looks a lot better than it did after i thought i was good and then i looked at it and that's what happens sometimes a lot of times yeah you come back and say something's not sitting right so Right. I shouldn't be in such a hurry to finish them. That's the that's the truth. Well, no, I mean, no, there's something to that. Even if you're taking your grit, your your time and stuff, stuff, you know, you can gain a lot from sitting away from, you know, looking at it from a distance or just taking a break and coming back to it. Like I do that with so many of my carvings that I can't even really keep them in the shop for a long time because let's just keep working on them <laughs> yeah yeah there's always something that you can just kind of just a little cut here a little cut there and, yeah uh, yep but that's pretty much my week back to work again and uh mm -hmm. trying to find time to do everything i want to do yeah and uh the whale thing is uh that's hilarious because just thinking i had a moment where and i don't do this often but i subtracted myself from the world of wood carving and uh, from the out from an outsider looking in course none of the listeners are uh, outsiders looking in they're all they're one of us right they're uh yeah. coffee and carvers but <laughs> whatever we want to call them or whatever they call themselves uh email your suggestions for what you'd like to be called no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just like the the sentence i've got a graveyard of uh of of little whales is just uh it's yeah, awesome. yeah. it's an yeah. awesome sentence i love the it bone the old boneyard of the bone yeah a, a whale yard that is yeah. awesome but well that's a th that's a thing up north where the uh where they harvest them but that's we won't get into that but. oh yeah right yeah yeah but have you ever I seen a something. whale carcass never oh my goodness you know what you should do totally another aside yeah and i can't find the video but if i say it the older folks may remember it but uh a, a whale had beached itself and died i think it was in california a big whale and they put dynamite in it because they didn't know they couldn't move it with anything at wow. all and they they blew it up yeah and it just the news reporters were following it and it just rained oh blubber and meat on everybody that they put too much dynamite in it oh it's gotta be on, it's gotta be on youtube somewhere uh, if i can find it i'll send it to you but uh it's hilarious just punching whale or dynamite or blow up whale it's a, it's amazing 
see the ever uh, just raining blubber pieces. Just Here's little one pieces in Florence, of Oregon. I don't know if this is the one, but it's uh is it is it like a 70s feel to it? Yeah, yeah. This yeah, that's probably the one. That's probably the one. It, I said California, but good. I don't really know that. Well, there's two different ones. There's one in Florence, and then there's one that looks like this is uh remastered. I'm not sure. Anyway, commercial's done, so you tell me. Hey, folks, enjoy that. <laughs> That's the one. It had been so long since a whale had washed up in Lane County, nobody could remember how to get rid of one. In selecting its battle plan, the highway division decided the carcass couldn't be buried because it might soon be uncovered. It couldn't be cut up and then buried because nobody wanted to cut it up, and it couldn't be burned. <laughs> So dynamite it was, some 20 cases or a half ton of it. The only thing is, we're not sure just exactly how much uh, explosives it'll take to disintegrate this thing so the scavengers, seagulls, and crabs and whatnot can clean it up. The hope was that the long-dead Pacific gray whale would be almost disintegrated by the blast and that any small pieces still around after the explosion would be taken care of by seagulls and other scavengers. Indeed, the seagulls had been standing nearby all day. The dynamite was buried primarily on the leeward side of the big mammal, so as most of the remains would be blown toward the sea. About 75 bystanders, most of them residents who had first found the whale to be an object of curiosity before they tired of its smell, were moved back a quarter of a mile away. Wow. The sand dunes there were covered with spectators and land lubber newsmen shortly to become land blubber newsmen. The blast blasted <laughs> blubber it's a bad for you. You got a video of this thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's loud. There it goes. Oh, my goodness. Now it just starts raining down blubber on everybody. <laughs> oh. Yikes. The explosion threw whale flesh over 800 feet, striking vehicles and people. There you go. There was that. That was a fun aside. Sorry, audio <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, feel free to buy us a coffee because uh, we've just been uh, copy. We just copyright infringed on that one. And we'll yeah. get, uh, there'll be no uh, monetization on this video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might have to take it down. We'll see. We'll but see how that works. Anyway, I just thought that was so funny. Just raining down. And it's old too and stinky. That's why nobody wanted to cut it up because it was already aged in the sun. Right. Oh my gosh. That's gross. But switching gears from that, what's our topic today? We kind of discussed a little bit about the uh that meme that's going around. And uh, I, I can't sing it because it's got some uh, bad words in it, but uh, the meme is something like uh was it how's it go at uh so you're an artist? Yeah. You want how much? Mm. And then they sing a little song. Well, it takes. What the hell does it go? It takes so long because it takes, it takes me, me a freaking hours. You know, yeah, basically yeah. hours and hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It costs so much because it takes me. Hours. Yeah, that's what it is. That's <laughs> yeah. how it goes. But uh, yeah, not for children. But the idea of uh, artisan and the uh, I think we've talked about selling before, but let's talk a bit about the. Uh, the value or the the price of your time and uh, the again 
I kind of alluded to it last week with the uh, the goofy versus the art. Like the price points change, and they change from whether you're a beginner or if you're go towards a caricature or if you're the artist. And it just seemed I've seen almost identical carvings. Some big guy puts it on Etsy for seventy five dollars, and someone sells it as art for four hundred seventy five dollars. And like, how do you even come to a conclusion of a price? Is it based on your experience or your time? Or as a job, do you keep track of your time as you do it? Or is it your name that that bids the price up? Right. Name, experience, popularity, whatever it could be, right? Right. Yeah. No. There's a lot there to unpack. But for me, as far as the... um, Yeah, go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, so there's a fundamental uh, unfortunate truth about art, and that is it is truly about who made it, not just what it is or how good it is, right? Right. Because Oprah, she draws a stick figure, and it's worth you know, significantly more than if I made a beautiful little carving, right, or whatever. So there, there is an inherent you know, quality about art that is um, – you know, it matters who it was and the story of the individual who made the piece. And so I think that's uh, important, but you really can't do anything about that other than get better at telling your story, get clearer and more concise and telling people about how um, you are, who, who you are and what, what drives you to make the art. Um, certainly for me, the last thing I'll say on that, uh, doing the art show circuit was uh, a, a teaching experience. I learned a lot or a learning experience. It, it taught me a lot in that um, if I explained the story of a carving to an individual, it would often result in a sale. So I, I would just say, you know, this carving, uh, you know, was, you know, based on this character. My dad, you know, sat in for a little while, post for it, whatever, just explain the the reality of whatever it was that happened with the carving. And, you know, people, people really appreciated that. And then they became interested in the carving and they wanted it. So um, for whatever reason, I think it's that, you know, one of the reasons people buy art, at least the, one of the reasons I buy art is because I want people to come into my space, see something and go, man, that is really cool. And, and it's, it, then I get to explain to them, you know, about the art, about the artist and why I liked it and how I met them. And so it, it gives people an opportunity to, uh, it's a conversation starter. I think that's the, a, a very important part about what makes art uh, significant is it, it opens up conversation. So um, now, so as far as whether or not the art is uh, uh, more or less valuable uh, based on the amount of time you put into it, I think that's a very common uh, farce. I think pricing based on time invested is a really bad because you can over uh, involve yourself in a carving and get uh, significantly less hourly. Um, if right. you're, uh, you know, if, if you're, well, let's put it this way. If you spend, you know, 12 hours on a carving and it's worth a hundred dollars, uh, your valuation is pretty low. Your hourly rate is pretty low under 10, 10, right? So an hour. So and you have to, um, base the uh the value of the carving on the finished product as far as i'm concerned so i always evaluate a carving once it's finished uh 
in, in an objective way, the best way I can do that is send pictures of my carvings to other people who I trust to price things. And I let them decide because I'm horrible at, you know, deciding the value of a piece, you know, it's, it's impossible for me to, to decide. So I, I often consult with other people and based on those consultations, I kind of create like a grid for myself and I say, okay, well, this sort of carving is worth this much. This sort of carving is worth this much. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's always good to confirm with other people, even people who aren't, you know, experts, you know, what do you think this is worth to you? Like, especially people who shoot straight with you, you know, you want to talk yeah. to your family, you know, you don't want to talk to your friends who are trying to be nice to you. No. Yeah. Because, you know, when you talk to people, like people think that, uh, you know, you carve something, you spend four or five hours on it. And someone says, depending where you are, mm -hmm. I'll give you 20 bucks for that. Oh yeah. Would you work half a day for 20 bucks? You know, right. so it's got to, there's some, some give and take. So it's the same idea. And when you have, when you do price your stuff, do you, like you put it, you put the price on it and that's your price. Whereas it's the same idea in construction. When, uh, if I said, Hey, if you, if you ask me, hey, can you come and drywall? Yeah, I'll do that. That's, uh, I'll, I'll give you a deal. I'll give you $15 an hour. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how long it'll probably take me about, you know, eight hours, whatever, you know, that's, uh, you know, 400 bucks. Yeah. But if you, if we didn't talk about hours, whatever, if I walked into your house and said that, uh, I'll do that, uh, you know, $750, you'd be more inclined to say, okay, than you would knowing I was going to make $50 an hour. The finished price is always yep. uh, sweeter to the the homeowner because there's no uh, you know there's no question right? right but your time is worth more money if you price it accordingly so correct yeah this, this is the this is the game and I feel bad I see it so when you're starting out what uh, what would you what advice would you give somebody because I see a lot of uh, people even doing my little beginner carvings and then trying to turn it into a living immediately and lowballing it on Etsy for, you know, for peanuts. Does that lower yeah. the value of everybody's art or do you just mm -hmm. stand firm in who you are and what you believe your stuff is worth? Yeah. I don't know. I have the, you know, I, all I can say is when I started doing this, I was 12 years old and I sold my first <laughs> carvings when I was 13. And so that I was not normal. Tickled not normal. pink to make 25 or $30 mm -hmm. on a carving. And I did do that. And, you know, my carvings are probably worth it. They're probably worth 20, $25, but not much more. Well, to be honest, I think it was like 15 to $25. I think the, the, you know, the Mac daddy carving I had there was all the, you know, wood spirits, you know, three different woods, whatever it was, maybe it was like $35. So it might've been worth that, but who knows? <laughs> like <laughs> the, the, you know, the idea of growing into a, yourself as an artist uh, i think also extends into your pricing so i think you do kind of grow into a higher price point uh, yeah. and so granted you know you'll know i think it's an internal knowing uh that sounds new agey but there really is this sort of for me at least there was a sense okay it's been about a year i think i could sell these i think i could see myself giving someone this and not feeling totally embarrassed yeah. and for me for me that was the threshold that, that it didn't it wasn't even a financial one it was just like man i would be so appalled if someone had bought this and put this in their house and as soon as i stopped feeling that way i sold 
Yeah. We understand all these, these conversations that we have. This is just my therapy, right? <laughs> this, this is this is trying to get me into the the uh, the world because I I always said like I'm not gonna I'm I'm not even go I'm not even gonna go to the, the post office for fifty bucks you know what I mean right like I'm not I, if I'm gonna sell we're gonna we'll do it right but I'm not gonna start off and just hope for sales yeah no I know I, I know I can sell my stuff it's just yeah. about uh, I don't want to underprice it and make it not worthwhile and it becomes a real chore. I'd rather do something even like bigger than smaller to yeah for for sales sake, right? But yeah, so I would just look, I would just eyeball it and say, what is that worth to me? The thing that Vic yeah. Hood always says is like when I when when I price some when he prices something, he asks himself if it's if he'd rather have have the money or have the carving. It's that simple, you know. If you'd rather yeah. have the you know if if somebody says you know I'll give you a twenty five hundred dollars for that carving. He just looks at it and he says, "Would well, I rather have twenty five hundred dollars? Would I rather have that carving? You know what? I'd rather have that carving." And he'd keep it in that case. So just a balance. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You don't seem to have that curse, eh? You have no. I guess you've made so many. You have no issue letting things go anymore. I I sometimes wonder if it's like a. I don't know. It, it, well, there's two things, two thoughts that are running through my head just now. One I'm a little bit embarrassed of, and I'll share that one last. But the first one is. Maybe I'm just so used to this. I've sold yeah. carvings for so long. I don't get attached, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, it, it's like the, uh, it's like I have the emotional uh, attachment of, uh, to the carvings that like a, like a real player has in the field, you know, like to, to all the people he, he's, uh, you know, playing or whatever. Like I, I can't, uh, I can't, I, I can't uh, have attachment and I can't allow myself to have too much attachment. But the other starker reality or a darker, possibility is that i don't actually like my work enough to want to keep it <laughs> so i don't know which of those is true it's probably a combination of both but yeah i don't i don't ever look at something and go i don't i can't say that there have been a handful of carvings where i'm like man i really don't want to sell that you know so you don't decorate your house with your own carvings <laughs> dude there'd be no worse curse for me than than to have my art like in the house again it was just you I mean you know it'd be like you'd constantly be like trying to recarve it again <laughs> yeah well you know it's funny i most of my stuff is in my carving room yeah sprinkled all over yeah but sophie enjoys the seasonal changes because she just comes in here and just plucks a dozen different things christmas yep. easter or, or in the fall pumpkins and she just she just changed and then she'll put them back and she'll that's take cute. something else. And uh, yeah, it's kind of cute, but that's sweet. No, I mean, if you can, yeah, I guess you just, I just you have to get over yourself or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at it. I, I don't. Yeah. I guess it's always been like, uh, I, when I used to give bills to people too, it's always like the, the, the shaky hand, uh, the shaky hand syndrome. Yeah. You know, Here's your bill. Yeah. Hope, hope it's okay. But yeah. no, it's confidence. Again, we talked about that last week too, is uh, it's, you just gotta be confident in, yeah. in your work and, uh, be proud enough to uh stand on it and yeah put a price that uh you can live with yeah yep that's that's the truth and uh I, you know i've talked about this before here but there's a it's called a dutch auction it's kind of helpful is uh when, when people start pricing i often suggest that they start high and then work low um this was not the again i told the story about how i got started as a kid and eventually my pricing increased but once, once I hit a point where I was comfortable selling my art, I didn't know what my ceiling was. I, I, I was being told, I think it was mostly just people trying to be nice, complimenting me. 
um, you know, you're not selling this for enough. This at a gallery would go for this, you know? So eventually I heard it enough though, that I felt like, I don't think this is a compliment. I think this might actually be some critical feedback. And so I, I thought, well, what am I going to do? So I just set a few things, uh, you know, relatively high and someone next to me at an art show said, uh, a business marketing uh, artist, <laughs> a major in business marketing, a major in college uh, artist said, Hey, you know, you need to uh, have one or two pieces that are just like really up there, really hot, like high pricing. It doesn't even have to make sense. He's like, put, put like a thousand dollar price tag and just one, anyone like this one, he picked out of like a, you know, maybe, maybe like a wood spirit with like a lot of hair, really big thousand dollars. So I, I never did that. Years later, I, I eventually decided to try it. And sure enough, that carving did sell. It was discounted. Someone said, you know what? I, 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 I only have, you know, 600 for that. I'm like, no, I can't. Man. No, sorry, 700 or, or take it or leave yeah. it, you know? And so what that taught me was a good way of finding out, you know, what your art is worth is by pricing it very high and then reducing it. So what I would do is if it was a five-day show, I'd set all of my prices at 40%, 30% higher. And then I would uh, decrease them as the uh, weekend went on, you know, for the same reason that a store discounts something because it's been there for a while and you can't afford to leave without selling it. Yep. Yep. And it's a whole but idea. I, but Go ahead. You sorry, you don't continue to do that every show. For instance, I, I now don't, I, I don't, for people who are thinking like, if I have a show that they should come early, late, uh, that's not the case. Like I don't do that any longer because I figured out my price points, but yeah. anyway, you're yeah. saying. Well, no, I was just saying it's the idea of work uh, smarter, not harder. Mm. You want to sell more more carvings, or do you want to sell work half as hard and sell half as many carvings and make yeah. the same money? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like it's a. Uh, it's always everybody runs around undercutting. I know this is back to construction talk, but uh, people can't maintain it. They go right. around run around undercut, get all the jobs. Yep. And then they quit because they yeah. can't do it Yeah, because it's, it's too much, too busy. Yep. So yeah, I've no, I like that. that. <laughs> For sure. I've been there, but yeah. So I guess, and you know what the truth is, if people are, are shopping for art, they're not dumb. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the friends and family. They're like, what yep. <laughs> you want? What? I said, yeah, I spent a whole day on that. Right. A day and an evening, you know, but they, people don't understand the time that it takes to hand make something. Yeah. And like your coffee, your coffee is a smaller roaster. Mm -hmm. They've got their own equipment. They got to pay in, you know, and they do it their way. And it, it's their art is their coffee roasting. And that's different than big, big Maison de Maxwell, <laughs> old Maxwell house. They, uh, they just churn it out like uh, by the truckload, right? So, yeah, I guess that's true. It is true for sure. No, but uh, yeah, and that's that's really it too. Is the, the it, that that oak thing? Remember seeing things on eBay? Whenever you see like carvers sell things on eBay, they'd write oak one of a kind. Yeah, I never knew. I never knew what oak meant. <laughs> that was little. I no. like, when I was like a you know a thirteen or fourteen year old kid following like Nancy Tuttle and all these people on eBay posting stuff, I was like this one they're all made of oak that's crazy it's so hard like it doesn't look like oak why does she why spell with paint, two o's why would they paint oak yeah <laughs> yeah but uh well yeah do we beat that one to death 
Oh yeah. I mean, we could talk about it for hours, but well, I think it kind of ties. I think we had one earlier that was like to sell or not to sell. And I think they all kind of blend together, but like I said, this is just my uh, open therapy that uh, <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I like that. My favorite takeaway is that that point, what you said about the, would I rather have this carving or would I rather have $200? You know, it's like, right. well, I'll put it on the wall. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, the, the truth is it's still going to be worth the same money in two years. Yeah. Yep. So when I'm dead, they can just peel the walls clean and auction it all <laughs> off. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a savings, a savings account. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Is it time? Mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> I never yeah. know what you're gonna do. You you do the same tune, but you stop shorter or you go longer. Or you... <laughs> Mailbag. Brought to you by Coffee and Carving. I like the uh, I like the guitar edition. I like the the openings. Yeah, good. Send Alec an email if you appreciate his uh, opening uh, <laughs> tune. Uh, no. All right. So, so yes, we're hitting the mailbag. Quite a mailbag this week, and uh, like I said earlier, big thanks to those who bought us a coffee. It's uh, it's very much appreciated. And uh, if you have questions or comments, you can always send them to uh, the cop just coffee and carving show at gmail.com and if you forget what i just said it's in the description of the uh, video on youtube that's right so and what do you got for us this week man we've got a lot here a lot of nice comments uh, a few dad jokes uh gene is uh saying some kind things he loves the show keep it going he's decided to start carving uh and signed up for a, per a, a class with me um no wait january 19th <laughs> doge that's old well we kept because of your uh inability oh did i miss it at, yeah we missed a couple uh, last week and i said we I wouldn't get rid of them until i was gonna you... say i don't remember this one but maybe i just did read yeah. it and forgot okay you have so to his... hit the primary primary emails and then you get them yeah so his question is lots of youtubers use social media to advertise each new video to grow their channel I noticed that neither of you do that. Doug isn't even on Facebook. Why don't you use social media to your advantage? Thanks for what both of you do. Keep it up. Well, that's a great question. I, the only uh, outside of YouTube, I'm only on Instagram. And even that I waffle back and forth if I even need to be on there. Right. For, for me, my focus is youtube right. that's where that's what that is my main focus my main goal the the, the thing i want to grow instagram i don't even know how many people follow me on instagram because it, it does not i find the instagram does not translate to youtube views that's just uh it's pictures it's i mean some of course some follow me both both ways but uh, i do not find that it crosses over enough if my focus is YouTube making videos and I have to focus on something because I cannot be scatterbrained and be in 10 different social medias. And like, I, I think I mentioned last week too, how sick I feel when I'm rushing to have a shower, get to work, 
seven o'clock in the morning and I opened my email, I got 38 emails and I, imagine adding Facebook to that or adding another, another social media. Like it's just, everybody would hate me because I don't answer emails very well because I don't have time. And Facebook, when I was on Facebook early, early in Facebook and I learned to, to get out of there. That said, it's not that I may never be on Facebook, but I may be on Facebook and have it uh, managed at some time, at some point in my uh, future. But the truth is, my videos do have a presence on Facebook because a lot of people uh, embed them on their Facebook pages. Yeah, and it gets it gets out that way. So right. But yeah. for me, for me, the, the sole reason is my. My bread and butter is making videos on YouTube and uh, not just, you know, everything else. Yeah. How about you? Um, as far as using it to promote the podcast, uh, neither of us do that because uh, we just haven't gotten to it. You know, it's possible that the podcast will merit that, you know, we're just, we're just enjoying it for now. The actual, you know, the emails and the podcast itself. And uh, so that's that um and and really i think the whole point of this is to have fun and so both of us have our own social medias you know with instagram and so i don't think either of us want you know a bunch of extra you know things to have to do regarding the podcast that aren't that aren't really just the meat of it which is to have these fun conversations and interact with you guys and um you know it, it'll probably get to that point eventually it might so uh but yeah do you agree with that I agree with that. We cool. we talked about an Instagram account, and uh, like we said, what are we going to do? We're going to post uh, the thumbnail of every week's video, and that's it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because we do. We both have our own social media to get yeah. updates if we want to give updates. Yeah. So, and we do. I mean, if you follow the podcast, you probably already follow us personally. So, yeah, exactly. We're not. Yep. Uh, we we don't live in the same house, right? <laughs> so. Thank goodness. But uh yeah. <laughs> Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah. Jimmy says, uh, well, he has the dad joke here. I kind of I kind of don't know if you want to use this next time around. Or should I read it? Just read it. Jim, uh, why did the pirate become a doctor? Our, oh, this is I know I, I know where you're headed with this one. Yeah, he wanted to. It's got to have an R. It's got to have an R. He wanted to work at the ERG. R E R. Okay. ERG. There's no G. So in now that. I, don't now know why I, I feel. G. Now I know how people feel when I say a joke. <laughs> Just pure disappointment. ER. ER. That's bad. Does he have a, That's bad. Does he have a, does he have a question? Uh, do either of you recommend a portable carving stand for cottonwood? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a uh, I have a great stand that's made by uh, uh, Jawhorse Rockwell, who's the maker, and the brand is Jawhorse, and they should sponsor us because I've told a lot of people about them. I have the same one. There's a couple. Uh, yeah, uh, green legs. Yep. Well, it has. They have ones with green legs. This one's gray, but. Yeah, mine. Yeah, I have one. Uh, there's there's a few different kinds, and I waffled which one to buy. But uh, yeah, I like the jaw horses. Great. Now, mind you, if you remember my little uh, bench top, I've got a heavy duty basswood setup that I put in the jaw horse. Okay. So how? Okay. So how how do you set up 
the bark in your jaw horse. Yeah. Well, I literally have a piece of two, like two by four shaped in the form of an A and I clamp that in the jaws of the horse, <laughs> the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I, to that, I mount the, uh, the, the backboard with the barking on it. You know, I use the, the spring clamps for that. Yeah. So I use the smaller ho- uh, horse's jaws, also known as uh, two inch spring clamps, but. Yep. So yeah, mine's basically the same. Only mine's probably a heck of a lot heavier. Yep. Uh, hey, Digby and Albert, this is from Rodri. Uh, bought you guys some coffees, but didn't realize I was supposed to leave my message while filling out the form over there. Oops. Just wanted to thank you both uh, for the show and for keeping me uh, company once a week while I listen at work. I was wondering if either of you have ever turned wood. I recently got a lathe and I'm hoping to make some bowls just as a little side hustle cool thanks again both well thank you for the coffee i appreciate it uh, yeah. yeah yeah if you don't put your name down that we don't know really where it comes from so appreciate it uh wood turning i have a lathe i uh i don't do as much as i should but as with absolutely everything in my life it's a path i can't go dive into whole hog and it's i love 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 the idea of being a wood turner in fact i watch a lot of wood turners videos yeah and uh, just love seeing how things come to shape on the, on the lathe but uh, for now i just i'm more of a hobby turner and i don't uh, i i really i just use carbide tools i haven't got into the uh the sharpening uh, systems and whatnot for your you know your your high-speed steel tools but uh I do like the the simplicity of the carbide tools and the tips that you just change. But yeah, for now, it's just a hobby and it probably will be for quite a while. But it's nice to have just to add. I've, I've turned things just to add to little crafts too, just uh, just little pieces here and there. So mm. I'm, I'm not a great uh, bowl turner, but uh, I've got some stuff around the house. Yeah. And for me, yeah, I actually started out turning before I was carving. So. Uh, my dad bought a lathe and that was probably, you know, now that I think of it, it could have been one of the reasons I liked, uh, I got into wor- working with, with wood and doing wood carving. So, yeah, but uh, I have no, a story. I, yeah. I made, I made a vid- My first ever video was, uh, was uh, my, how to make a salt and pepper shaker on the lathe from a, from an ash log. So from log to salt and pepper shaker. Ah, probably a quick story about uh, wood turning like, when I was in yeah. uh, high school for the, uh, two years that I attended <laughs> the uh, I took wood turning woodworking and we turned and I was making my mother a pedestal plant stand and we had to have the buddy system in high school on the lathe because they're big big lays I was turning a three-foot piece and uh, the buddy was responsible for locking it in and he didn't oh and I got that thing right in the noggin. Oh, yep. Oh, go <laughs> off, whack me right square in the head. And uh, the beauty was, I wasn't really hurt, but uh, I had to take a trip to the nurses' station, which I never made it to. And me and my buddy just buggered off for the rest of the class. Yep. When it goofed off in the cafeteria. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that will make you uh, lay shy pretty quick as a kid. When something flies off and whacks you in the head like a baseball bat. Yeah, no kidding. 
Damien has one for us. He says, uh, how do you cut an Italian pizza? Or no, how, how does an oh, Italian no. cut his pizza? Oh, no. How does Italian cut? With Little Caesars. <laughs> little, little Caesars. That's little a pizza. Scissors, little Caesars. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Ca- oh, boy. Is this what it's become? This is my, you, you, you scoff, but this is my favorite dad joke of all of them. I told this one immediately to my dad and friend when I was Oh, no. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. Look forward to them every week. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Damien in Tennessee. Um, wow, there's a lot here. Uh, a termite walks into a tavern and asks, is the bartender here? Okay, so I didn't get this one. My 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 dad or friend had to tell me. No, it was Annalise. My girlfriend explained to me this one. Explain to me then. Is the <laughs> bar no? Is the bar tender here? So the termite wants to eat the bar. So is it tender? Is the bar tender? Oh my goodness, that's fantastic! Yeah, I, it is good, but it's almost so now cryptic it's for me. Fantastic. If I had oh, read it differently, shucks. yeah, that's good. No, I didn't get that at all. But that. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that's that's actually great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, um, the bartender here. Yeah, that's good. That's good now because I didn't get that. I don't get that. I yeah. didn't get it at first. Um, Mark, uh, Mark again, or uh, Mark the voter, as he uh, titles this email. He asked us, uh, amongst some other uh, uh, ideas, he asked if we've ever thought about producing our own tools. Oh, I addressed this in my live stream. Somebody asked me the same question. Mm. And if Mark watched that live stream, he'd know my feelings pretty quick. No, on my, on my end. Yeah. I know, I know who I am. And I know, like, I always wanted to set up a little blacksmithing shop. Yeah. I always wanted to buy one of those KMG big belt grinders. And, uh, and I just know it's just another you guys are going to see a theme when you ask questions about different areas of things everything is a rabbit hole and if you start you my tendency is to go all in and uh and uh i i have to avoid it like the plague the the closest i ever got to making anything was i used to make stuff with uh railroad spikes yeah and uh hammer them out and sharpen them but yeah. otherwise, no, I've I've avoided it. And I always tease people who even think about dabbling in it. I said, you're going to have a KMG grinder within six months. <laughs> Most of them do. But you, on the other hand, ever thought of, ever thought of, uh, you know, bringing any tools to light? Yeah. Well, Doug jokes because uh, for the past two years, I've been working on making tools and uh, still hasn't come to fruition yet but um i guess the recent update with that is uh i have uh the 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 trade that i did with my uh my designer buddy engineer buddy is uh i'll make him a couple of carvings if he designs these uh these initial tools for me with uh, my help so i kind of drew them out basically gave him the parameters and uh He's drawn, uh, basically gotten one solid uh, idea of what, you know, what the handle structure is going to look like and everything. And, um, and so, yeah, there's been a back and forth between us, but, uh, yeah, the good news is they're very, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in the design and the, uh, I'm excited to, to produce them. They're kind of, uh, a little bit of a unique take on, um, they're actually a pretty unique take on, uh, on, on carving, uh, tools. 
So it's, it's a more expensive way of producing them. But uh, the, the question now is, are we going to end up producing them? Uh, where are we going to end up producing them? So we, we don't know yet, but, uh, but yeah, news to come with that. That'll be awesome. I'm excited. So are you I'm, going to, uh, if, if you get those made, are you going to uh, give me all the tools on your wall? Yes. Because you know, if you have your own line of tools that you can no longer uh, use others. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm truly excited about using these tools. So I hope that, that I hope that uh, uh, they, they can take the place of everything that I use. Uh, and, I'm, and if they don't, then I won't sell them anymore. They're not any good. So yeah. no, that um, sounds fun. But yeah, the, the partnership is with uh, Wesson, which is a, a knife company that I don't know. I'm sure some folks that are, who are listening are familiar with. Uh, so we're, they're the ones helping me, helping me uh, through this. My buddy, uh, they're at uh, Weston, the head of their company. So, okay. So this is uh, from Randall. He wants to know if there's a reason that we both have our magnetic strips placed differently. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The tools on the magnetic strips differently. Is there a reason you both have them uh, that way? I think I having them down creates an issue if they fall, the tip is more likely to be damaged. However, if they're pointed up, I think they pose more of a danger to cutting oneself. Is it a preference or is there some secret I've not discovered? I'm looking at mine, trying to, uh, it's very uh, astute to see that. Yeah. But yeah, I, put mine down why do i put mine down i put mine down because i like to uh set the edge of the tool on the magnet so that they will never fall right yep i see all, right i have all of the uh the edges on the edge of the magnet so that's a little extra little stop stop step uh, and you're the way you speak Oh yeah. Do we lose Alec? Oh yeah, you had a little bit of a connection, <laughs> a connection error, but yeah, no. For me, I I did it that way because it's easier for me to see the tool profiles, and most of the tools that I'm using are old. They're very very old tools, like you know, 150 uh, years, sometimes 200 years old. So they don't they're not marked like with an indication of the of the uh, the size and shape on the handle. They're marked on the actual steel. So. It's easier to see the mm. marking and it's also easier to see the profile. So um, that's my, and, uh, for me, I think also, yeah, I think I just like grabbing them, the handle on top. Yeah. That's how I, I, I think that it's easier for me. Maybe I'm, I'm taller and they're a little bit lower. So I like to, uh, to grab the handle. We've lost Alec. Alec has left the chat. He's here. He just wanted to grab something. Okay. Um, so next we have, yeah. And, and as far as like the dropping tools thing, I actually don't worry too much about dropping tools. The biggest thing to worry about is catching a, a dropping tool. You never want to try and catch a, a falling tool. That's a mistake. So, uh, but otherwise my floors are wood. I think yours are wood or carpet or something. Right. So you're not going to damage a tool if they fall. Well, I put a, I have a shelf below mine now that uh, it will catch them before it hits the floor. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. So Ed. Uh, my wife threw me out of the house. Uh, no, that's a joke. She threw my wood out of the house. <laughs> it's been banished to the shed outside for carving and whittling. Apparently the little moths flying around in the basement are from some wood that I brought inside to dry. I didn't make the connection until y'all pointed that out in episode 19. 
she did not find it as funny as I did. Um, the cats do enjoy hunting the moss, though, so it's half a win. No? Any tips for turning my outdoor shed into a carving studio? I can see Doug carves in his house, and Alec has a nifty little heater, but it looks like you both, both carve inside of the house. Also, what the heck is that massive shovel Doug is using as a gouge in the Groot video? Y'all said you <laughs> use small-bladed knives, but those gouges and chisels are, in all caps, huge. Uh, yep. Personally, I like watching the evolution of Doug's carving from a beginner-friendly piece to a more advanced carving piece. Don't apologize to the complainers. Ch charge forward, raise your game. Either the rest will follow or they won't. Nice. Uh, he's Thank also, you. yep. So he's talking about uh, his uh, carving station. It's been slow going because uh, his job eats his free time, but it's about nine degrees, 12 uh, degrees uh, uh, Celsius lately. And there's no electricity in the shed. The walls are insulated to keep warm. I have an electric heater running off an extension cord. I was looking into the little stove that Doug mentioned a few episodes back, but zoning ordinance might keep that uh, from being a reality. Um, dang, this got long. Keep up the good work. Doug, you answer that. While I grab this. Yeah. Uh, well, what you got to do is uh, in the wintertime is go grab your wood out of the shed, bring it in the house that's half yours, <laughs> and take a stand and uh, take back your house. I'm just kidding. It's the worst advice ever. But uh, <laughs> he's getting in so much trouble if he does that. <laughs> yeah, he's already got his wood thrown out. But uh, I wouldn't, you know, the heater. So I mentioned this a while back too when we talked about care of your tools and stuff. I don't like the idea of your tools getting cold and then warming them up. Warm, cold, warm, cold. That's when you're yep. going to get that. So if you're going to heat that shed, you got to keep it above freezing at all times. Yeah. So uh, like the little wood stove, it will never do that. So you can't just heat up when you're in there. You got to keep it uh, a good temperature just so you don't get everything sweating. Steel sweats when it's cold and it gets warmed up and then they get the rust. Yeah. It's very bad. Very bad so as far true. as uh, setting up the shed, you're going to have to insulate it well and get some kind of a heater. Like I like, like you said, it's not an expensive heater. And uh, just keep it above freezing. You can turn the heat up when you're in there, but uh, right. You just don't want to, uh, you don't want that freeze law. That's yep. my number one advice after the just go carve in the kitchen. <laughs> well, Ed's, <laughs> Ed, Ed should be excited to hear this because, uh, it, you know, if he doesn't end up, uh, you know, taking over the kitchen, uh, he can use the shed because I am carving in a shed. I'm actually carving outdoor out of my home. I built a, a, a 12 by 16 really it's a shed but it's really right. it, it's eight, it's got eight foot well really it's a vaulted ceiling i think it's probably 12 foot to the peak um let's see eight foot yeah probably around there 12 foot to the peak so it's actually a pretty substantial little building but uh it's about the size of a sunroom with a little skylight and so uh, the way I insulated it was I uh, just used standard floor and, and uh, you know, ceiling insulation, you know, and then I insulated the walls and uh, it's, it stays warm. Uh, I use a, uh, of course, when it gets really cold, um, I have to bring in two heaters. So I have a radiant oil heater and then I have a, I recommend this one. This is a uh, heat storm. It's a, it's a kind of mid-sized wall hanging unit. I think it's called the 2000. 
uh, but it's a hundred bucks right now on sale. It might be $130 by the time you see this, but it plugs into the wall. It's infrared. So it heats the objects instead of the, you know, the environment, uh, the air. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's so far, it's really excellent. It has a built-in thermostat. It, it connects to your phone via Wi-Fi. For the, uh, for the audio guys, it, it looks like a, to me, it looks like a hotel here. Yeah. A little yep. wall hotel heater. It's yep. kind of cool. Yeah. So. so it's that right there. Anyway. Uh, so Ed, yeah, as long as it's properly insulated, you shouldn't need a ton of, you might need to bring a second, you know, heater. Uh, but yeah, those oil filled heaters I've had, you know, good luck with most of the, most of the last three years I've worked in this space. So um, and he, he has a, another email about haircuts. He says uh, about the $40 haircuts. I occasionally get oh, yeah. my hair cut at an expensive barber. Uh, you pay the money for the haircut as well as the ambiance. Yeah. I know it sounds corny, but they spend a full hour making sure your hair is perfect. Not just even the difference between going to an expensive barber shop and a cheap $12 unisex salon to get your hair cut is night and day. It's like going to a fancy burger place and eating fast food. Uh, I'm sorry, it's like going to a fancy burger place or going to a fast food place to grab a hamburger. Both places serve you a burger. But the fancy burger usually has the better burger. Uh, mm-hmm. Fancy burger place has a better burger. So he likes his local barber, but when he's going for a fancy uh, event or something, he'll get a nice haircut. So, so he's also, right. uh, the final question uh, from uh, Ed is he's thinking about pir- pirating his wife's fancy camera gear and playing around with uh, some little video projects. What editing software do you recommend or do you use? Oh, what I use and what I recommend are two different things. Mm-hmm. I use something called CyberLink Power Director, and I think it's like version 19 by now, but I do not recommend it. I am a simple man, and I learned how to use this five years ago. And uh, I'm too afraid to change. By 100% chance, everything else is better. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, even the free iTunes is probably as good. Yeah. But, I, like, my editing is so basic. You're not seeing any big flash bombs or, or smoke or nothing in my videos. So it's just yeah. it's simple. It's easy. I know how to do it. And I'm going to stick with it as long as I can. Until I have to, I have, do have to up, upgrade my computer soon. And I'm, I'm so scared I have to change editing software because uh, I'll probably go to Apple product. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the right move. Just keep things simple as far as that's concerned but and i use uh i just use final cut pro so that's just uh yeah so that's that i think we made it through you got all the oh good you got all the questions this this week i think uh, (laughs) at least i think so okay well that's great uh yeah we're running long so uh listening to anything buddy media no Oh, featured artist. That's right. The featured <laughs> artist segment. The segment that Alec forgets once a week, every week. <sighs> nice little interlude, little break. Uh, I, you know what? I I picked one, yeah. and I thought. 
have we talked about him? So I picked another one. So I'm going to give you two. Yeah. I'm giving it. you two that uh, the one can be able between artist and media as well. But I'm giving you two because I'm not sure. Have we talked? I We've talked about him before, but uh, I'm a fan of uh, Muggsy Logan. Yes. You know Muggsy Logan? Oh, yeah. Like, I, uh, he's a fantastic carver. Yep. But being winter, it kind of excites me too. Is he's a snow sculptor? Oh, really? And he's oh yeah, he's got some. I I look at his pictures and stuff, and uh, it's amazing. It's so That's fun. Cool. So he's not only a wood carver; he's a snow sculptor. And I can see how, you know, they kind of work hand in hand a little bit. That he can kind of translate wood to snow or whatever. It's the same yeah. idea of removing removing your, you know. But uh, no, big fan of uh, Muggsy Logan. Yeah. And, and then I thought, because I wasn't sure if I had mentioned him before, but uh, my other one, which could also be in media, but uh, my other artist of the week is uh, Bobby Duke. Hey, hey. Bob, Bobby Duke art. <laughs> on, uh, he's on YouTube. Does he have anything he's out on, recently? He just, yeah, this is what I was watching because I have a little fascination with epoxy lately. But he just made, uh, there was a, a whole bunch of the uh, YouTube art community got together and they did one uh, piece of art work. Like, but it, each artist just did one section of this painting, and he. So I, I maybe let's say fourteen people created this one piece of art. So Bobby Duke uh, got the job of making the frame for the art, and huh. he just went so far over the top. It's amazing like uh so he's got his two parts and he just put yesterday he just came out with uh, part two hmm. of him finishing it and uh it's pretty cool pretty cool and he's he's such a goofball it, he makes it oh, entertaining yeah. not yeah, a, really does. not a dry old boring video of mine it's a, it's very uh oh, quick boring. and lively and goofy and yeah he's a goofball so yeah so I'm, I'm giving you two this week i like it um well mine i don't know if i'm allowed to do this but it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission and it's uh it's a uh a musical artist who i've gotten back into recently and i know i'm kind of killing two birds with one stone though, like the what you've been listening to and the featured artist mm -hmm. uh page or, or or segment but uh yeah it's uh his instagram is jaff rider not sure why g-a-p-h um rider r-i-d-e-r and his actual name his artist name is tyson like tyson chicken and then it's motzenbacher m-o-t-s-e-n-b-o-c-k -E -E names here i know the german i'm guessing german name motzenbacher anyway he is a really neat songwriter and uh i i just love the 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 way that he communicates a thought and uh kind of thinks outside of the box so if you are uh you're like a, a singer songwriter kind of person you really like that that sort of art form uh then check him out tyson motzenbacher uh his last record was uh was really good uh he's actually going on tour with uh john foreman of switchfoot so yeah i've been just listening to him nonstop this last couple weeks so that's mine nice uh, on the media end, yeah, you're tying those two together. With yeah, one? yeah, that'll be got... that'll be my that'll be my twofer there. Yeah, that he's definitely twofer been, for sure. And then well, I'll say okay. after you're okay. done, I'm, I'll have one more thing. Yeah, okay, your, your media. Well, I again didn't watch much of anything, 
but I did sit down and uh, and again, this could be artist or media as well. Maybe we just need to combine these. Yeah, at some point because uh, my guy is uh, Kevin Coates, oh. a Canadian uh, out east, yeah, woodcarver, and uh, I just love watching him carve. He takes a very uh, for, for the videos at least a very minimalist approach. No nonsense. You've never heard him speak a word. And he just carves these little characters, more sea seamen, forestry type guys, and uh, yeah. fishermen. I think I think his first trade, I believe I read somewhere that he was a uh, offshore fisherman until cool. that whole business dried up out there. I didn't and, know that. Uh, turned, about him. Yep, and turned his uh, sights to wood carving. So yeah, a lot of these uh, longshoremen type characters and lumberjack type mm. people, and uh, I really enjoy his carvings and. I, I don't watch a lot of wood carvers, but I can just sit and just zone out and watch them carve. And I, you know what I really like about watching wood carvers, and maybe people feel the same way watching mine, but trying to anticipate where they're going next or what, right. cut, you know, you know, it's yep. kind of, it's fun. And uh, I especially like him because he doesn't talk. And uh, that's uh, my favorite kind of video. So, right. so. Is that why you're always telling me to stop talking? Just shut up once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the humor is uh, is that it's that dad joke level right now. But the uh, yeah, the other thing I was gonna say is uh, I got this stupid. I made a dumb decision and I bought an Apple Watch, and so mm. a lot of the media time that I've had is sucked up in trying to learn this new way that i can interact with uh because i'm not already addicted enough to to technology so so that's what i've been doing is like learning how to use it so well at your age you've held off a lot longer than many right i bet you all your friends have one right right no for sure yeah a lot of them do but yeah, i'm 27 years old first one i always vowed not to but what they did is they had this this gateway drug of a piece of technology called a fitbit and I mm -hmm. loved getting, I loved watching when I woke up how, you know, long I slept for and seeing how deep the sleep was. And I got excited if I got to bed early because I'd have a good score. And then, you know, eventually that thing broke. So I'm like, do I buy another one of those, which has a $10 a month tag fee to it? Or do I just buy an Apple watch where it's one and done? I'm sure there are other options, but I painted those as my two options <laughs> and I got the more fancy thing. So that's that. I, I would rather smash my face into a brick wall <laughs> than have uh, something giving me media input on my wrist. Right. I just had a thought, and uh, I think you've made a mistake. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about uh, our, our uh, questions here, and I think there was a question, because I remember from... Uh, Ripper T shreds. I did miss another one. You missed her. He's on top of it. You got, how about you get it this time? I'm, I got it. Because <sighs> what I liked the most about this was uh, it's to Spruce Willis and Matthew Mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I, I'll go down the question here, but I want to talk about this, uh, this person because I have been interacting with this person for for a few years. I know I know the name and uh, talk about a prejudiced uh, idea. 
ripper t shreds that i've been going back and forth with is a uh a woman called it <laughs> it's, i really uh, thought she was a woman yeah but i mean she's got some great interest and in, married with two kids and uh yeah I, roller derby girl so yeah, she's not your ordinary woman that's we can say that that's safe to say but yeah, uh motor, cool. motorcyclist yep so anyway there was a question uh, oh well i guess the question was for me that's why it stuck out to me what the question is do you think any of your bushcrafting knowledge was transferable into your carvings or could a city slicker with no knife smarts adopt carving skill just as easily uh i think that uh perhaps the knife handling for sure and the yeah. knife sharpening i would that that uh, gave me a head start but as far as the actual uh, processing of the wood, mm. maybe maybe it made me uh, less cautious. But uh, no, I don't think other than the knife sharpening, it didn't really translate too much into it. But uh, this one's for you. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a fun one because I can see it. Alec. Is it easier for you to teach an experienced carver or a beginner carver? Ooh. And how much, do, how much do you help a student carve? Do you go all Patrick Swayze on them and wrap your arms around them and guide their hands? <laughs> <laughs> the phrasing of that question this goes back me, to the movie Ghost for the young, the young ones where Patrick Swayze and demi moore doing pottery together and he wraps his hands over her hands and they do pottery so i can see it yeah when it's on a lease carving there's an element of that but uh otherwise uh not so much mostly i'm just uh i'm trying to keep away from their tools i'm trying to keep away from their carving as far as carving on it which is hard because a lot of people really want you to carve on their piece uh but no definitely way easier to teach beginners for sure yeah, beginners don't have any any preconceived notions. Uh, yeah, a, a beginner who's like really excited to learn is always better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Old habits aren't uh, creeping in, so there's like no well, anyway, e no ego. <clears throat> that is it, I believe. Yay. And uh, we 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 got twenty one is done. So again, thanks to everybody for uh, hanging out with us this long. I think this is a long one. I feel like it's a long one. But uh, we appreciate uh, your support, and we always appreciate those who buy us coffee to uh, keep the podcast going. And until next week, have a good week, everybody. And take your vitamins. Just say it. Just say it. Yeah. Get it out of the way. It's going to come sooner or later. Thank mm -hmm. you.